Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. How are ya? Ugh, tried something different and it didn't work. What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Toronto Blue Jays? What's up, everybody? Anthony L. Heffy recording a little intro before we get into this Jays edition. Uh, first and foremost, my apologies. This should have come out, came out about two weeks ago. Um, but, you know, the cottage was calling. The weather was nice. The seltzers were cold. Um, yeah, so I had to I had to prolong it. I had to prolong it. But it's here now, ready to roll. And I did you one better. Joining us on the podcast, of course, as always, Ball Walker. But his Blue Jay debut, Mr. Melky Cabrera. Yeah, like you didn't get enough of Melky. Here's another glass full. Hope you guys enjoy this episode of Jay's Edition. It was a really good one to do, really fun one to do. We had a good time, and the Jays are so hot and cold right now. You'll, you'll, you'll hear that in the podcast. Anyways, with that being said, thank you so much. Lots to come up on the show. We got the boys from Mustard. They're going to be recording their uh, September episode soon. Actually, that's not it. Sorry. Uh, what I meant to say was the guys from Nothing But Miss are going to do a bonus episode coming up soon. Uh, and I'm hoping to get a very big milestone podcast for the NA30 uh, feed. Uh, that being said, just check out your feed. It's going to be there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Check it out. This is Jay's Edition. You know that sound. You know what time it is. Welcome to Jay's Edition, bitches. I am joined with my bro from Blue Jayville, Mr. Ball Walker. And why hear two grown-ass men <laughs> crying about the Blue Jays when you can hear three grown-ass men cry about the Blue Jays? Welcome for his first time around the sun, Mr. Melky Cabrera. What's up, babies? How's it going, buddy? Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Melk here, swinging and missing the Melky way. Thank you, boys, for inviting me to the Circle Jerk. And you know what they say, it ain't, it ain't a thing unless it's a three-way. Let's play ball. Oh, shit. That's what they say. Fuck, man. I've been out of the loop. Okay, so we pretty much don't have to give you a rundown of the show because you use Circle Jerk. So that's pretty <laughs> much yeah. what it is. So we can just move on from that. That's a really easy introduction there from Alfie. I also feel like we're probably in the Jays clubhouse. Like they're playing us in the clubhouse because I feel yeah. like we're, we're excited to be here. I know they're excited to be here. And like this podcast, they're also letting us down. So, you know, <laughs> I feel like we're part of the team. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, lots to talk about. Uh, th- when we originally planted this podcast, Ba, the Jays were on the up and up. Yeah. We were excited. The notes were flowing in. We, had, we were just going to have these big Blue Jay boners the whole time. And we're just going to be like, look at our fucking dicks. We're the best. <laughs> and since then, now we have a very small peepee. And thing, bad things are happening. Yeah. Gentlemen. I was going to say, man, a week away at the cottage, how much shit has changed? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I am sorry. It's definitely my fault. Again, you know, I'm sorry. All right, let's get into it. The Jays currently sitting at 63 and 53. Good enough or bad enough for fourth in the very weird American League East. Gentlemen, what do you think of the record so far? Um... I'll go first. I guess we talked before and I mean, I'm even talking to my coworkers, which include a Yankees fan and a White Sox fan. And we were talking about how this stretch of games 
was so important for us because we're playing the Mariners. We're playing Washington, who's on such a losing skid. Like, this is massive. And we're coming off that that great homestand. So, oh, oh nice. Nice catch. Uh, it's kind of crazy to go in and, and then we pretty much blow this series. Like our last 10 were four and six, like just completely blow it. So like I said, how much has changed in a week? Because it is very frustrating. And I made that note to you guys about how inconsistent this fucking team is. Melky. So we're not here to rock with our cocks out. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, the record. Hopefully that'll be the next one. Uh, all right. Okay. Invite me to that party then. Uh, <laughs> You know what? The record's not bad. If you look at 2016, uh, by this time they were a game or two above, and then they went on that magical um, run. So it's not horrible, but it's not great when you can't beat teams like Washington. You can't uh, at least win a series in Seattle. It's it's not good. It's not good. It's uh, hopefully it's not things to come to. There's nothing like home co- a home cooked meal to you know start a new streak. So hopefully they can get back on track because you do not want to fall further than where you're at, uh, especially in the wild card race uh, at this time. Because once you're gone, you're gone. You're not uh, you're not coming back, especially with teams like the Yankees ascending and the Mariners and the A's, you know, and still Boston's there. So we need to get it done quick. Well, yeah, I was just gonna say maybe this team is like where it's supposed to be like typical Toronto. We made some big splashes, free agents, trades, whatever the media overhypes this team. We go on a bit of a run, the whole Vladdy thing, but maybe this is where we're at right now. I don't know. Like going into what year six of Shatkins, we can barely get into a fucking wild card, but great. The, the away the West coast trip is always a hit or miss for the blue Jays. Those, those glory years of 2015, 2016, those West Coast trips were amazing because the Jays would just sweep the Mariners. They'd have like 65% of the crowd was Jays fans, and or even more probably, and those are good runs. The Mariners are a better team than they were then. The Angels are, the, are basically the Blue Jays of the West. Like They've got some really good pieces, including probably this year's MVP and like the last decade's MVP in uh, Mike Trout. So... The Angels are, are basically the West version of the Jays, and yet they still handed the Jays losses. The Mariners easily handed Jays back-to-back losses. And then, of course, I, when you look at that thing, you're like, okay, maybe we can split it with the, with the Angels. Maybe we can split it with the Mariners. Or, but for sure, we should sweep the Sellers, a.k.a. the Washington Nationals, that gave away maybe the best pitcher of all time or one of the best pitchers of all time, and a very, very good third baseman. Um, at the deadline and basically have been like a slotted down team and still the Jays get swept by them in a very disappointing road trip and a road trip that what are they, 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 they baby the only thing worse would have been they lost every game this is a close second place Washington scored 20 runs over two games on us and Washington was also on a seven game losing streak yeah and you want to bring up the fucking gentleman that is somewhat responsible for those games give him a fucking hand uh i saw what you did there <laughs> he's not been a helping hand whatsoever oh! two hand puns come on this is why people <laughs> subscribe this is not the left hand washing the i don't know i got nothing else i don't know any good other hands <laughs> he, um 
the one who picks up the football when we're going to kick it. Like, yeah. Around. That, that's what that joke was. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> nice save. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we, can talk about the, we can talk about all the trades, but I think for the most part, a lot of the bullpen moves were made to make this bullpen better. And in that homestand, that's exactly what it looked like it did. But on the road, it seemed to just fall apart. I don't get it. Go, Mel. There's, there's no confidence. Uh, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's the air in the different ballparks, you have uh, relief pitchers that just can't get it done. Uh, Tim, I mean, Tim Meza was okay yesterday, but, you know, hand and um, what's his name? Yeah, Dolis. Dolis, and he got sent down because of it. Like, Dolis was great last year, and this year he just can't find the strike zone. It, there's just no – it, does, it doesn't look like there's confidence you know, when they're on the mound, they got, they have a job to do. It's to protect the lead or reserve the um, re- reserve the lead from the other team so we can get back into it. And it, it just, it hasn't worked out. Do you think uh, Charlie's calling? Like, I feel like he can leave pitchers in a bit longer. Like I, I'm questioning his choices of when he's taking guys out or putting them in lately. Or am I alone in that? I don't feel like I don't feel like that's a case. I think what Charlie's doing or Coach Montoyo is doing is he's just testing everything. He's got a lot of unsure weapons that he's trying to figure out where they're going to best slot, and I think that he's doing a little trial and error with them, yeah. as you see with Hand. I mean, the difference between Brad Hand and Adam Simber is incredible. Both these guys come over in trades. I think Simber's been more or less great. Yeah. yeah, he he, he was he had like two rough games on the road trip. I get it, but I mean, and plus those wacky arm angles, like that's that's just next level for me. I'm a fan of that where you can spook another team with someone like that. Plus, when you can prime out of an organization like Milwaukee, I'm happy about that too. Yeah, no, he's been fantastic, and that that was a trade that worked out for both teams. Yeah, yeah, because then Rowdy Tellez went on a bit of a run to himself, so that's great. Oh wait, no, that was Richards. Richards is making. Oh. Yeah, that was Richards. Yeah, yeah sorry, Richards. Richards has been good, too. Richards has been okay. Just you have nothing else after Simber and Richards. Yeah, I mean, there is some good news on the horizon. Like, there's talks of Stripling going, moving into the bullpen, which I think is a good call. You've got the possibility of Nate, the great piercing, getting into the bullpen. I mean, I don't know if I like that. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I, I feel, overall, it's better for him to get that experience than just play another game for the Bisons. How do you guys feel about Pearson and Stripling moving to the bullpen? Uh, Stripling, I'm actually okay with. I mean, he has been playing pretty good lately. And uh, with Barrios and everything, I think our pitching depth up front is good enough that that would be a huge relief. Uh, Pearson, I don't know as well. I, I do want him to get some major league time. And I mean, he's he's a very important young piece and going forward in the future, but with the way this bullpen is pitching and the games are being played, it might just be better for him not to. I disagree. I think it's better for both guys to go to the bullpen. Uh, strip blame because you can get long relief out of him if your starting pitcher isn't working out. And as for Pearson, it's the experience. It's also think about it. That's how Sanchez got his start. And he was great up until, you know, um, he started pitching. He, he was okay when he started, but that's how he started, in the bullpen, got the confidence, got the experience, then became a starting pitcher later. I think it's great. A guy who can throw 100 miles per hour in your bullpen, it's never a bad thing. 
Yeah, he's a swing and miss guy, and I think that's what the Jays need because they've got the soft contact guy, they got the fly ball guy, a swing and miss guy. It would be an ideal addition, and especially with um, Dolis being DFA'd, it's like, you know, like he was, he could have been that guy. He should have been that guy. He he's not obviously. And Romano is great, but I don't know if he, I don't know if he's got enough in the tank to get you. I would be worried in a wild card game, three three going into the bottom of the ninth. And Jordan Romano coming in. That Jimmy, I don't know if that's a hot take or not. I just feel like he, I don't think he has that fear factor yet. You know, I don't think he strikes fear into the batters like a guy like Mariano Rivera would have. So well, I don't also, have a lot of confidence in it. He's also young, too. You have to remember this team yeah. is really yeah. young. And Romano's got this stuff. I think Romano could be a great either setup man or a closer one day. But yeah, I, I I agree with you, Anthony. Uh, I'd be biting my nails too if it's three three and you, you need him to lock it down. Yeah, I mean, and th- and this is where the experience of a guy like Kirby Yates, who they signed in the off season, would have been ideal. You got Romano sign up the ninth. He gets the tutelage from Yates, who's done it for a long time. And then what I think they signed him on a two year deal. After his two year deal is done, you wave goodbye to him, and then Romano's your guy. Now you're fast forwarding Romano, hoping that he. He's got the nerves of steel to kind of lock that all down, and I don't know if I don't know if he has it. All right, moving on. Let me ask you guys a question. All right, what is the American League? Is the American League just Tampa Bay? Uh, the New York Yankees not really performing, but kind of going on a little bit of a surge now with the infusion of new blood from the trade deadline. Uh, the Bo Sox starting to fall apart. Baltimore being historically bad. Or the Jays just not getting it going? Like, where, where is the American Because this is the w- weirdest year in a long time for the American League East, in my opinion. We've had two or three changes at the top of the, the AL East. And a powerhouse like New York that everybody already gave them the division before the season started, not really showing up to play. Well, they have been lately. They have been, yeah, they're on a six-game winning streak. They have been yeah, lately. they're eight and two, last ten. Like, th- those guys, I mean, typical Yankee fashion with, now they're just starting to roll with the pieces they brought in. Like they kind of scare me towards the playoffs, but yeah, the rest of this division, I mean, yeah, the Rays clear ahead and first, but everybody is at least six and a half games back after that Red Sox, six and a half, Jays, 10 and a half and Orioles 36 games back. But yeah, (laughs) (laughs) this is where regulation in major league baseball needs to happen. This is why you have your B division and your A division. Because Baltimore needs to be in the B division or the minors for like two seasons, and then they can come back and, and play with the big boys. Because they've been bad for a long time. Yeah, did Baltimore. you hear them talking about wanting to bring in like a salary floor? Yeah. Wow. Hundred thousand? Was it a hundred hundred million? 100 million? Yeah, hundred yeah. million. There's ten teams, I think, underneath that. Um, you know, Chris Davis finally retired. Yep. Should have five years ago. <laughs> oh my God! How, how that agent, whoever his agent is, who's fleeced Baltimore into giving that guy that much money after one good season. One, yeah, one season. Yeah. yeah. Highlight reel for one season. I mean. Yeah. Oh, that sounds run. like a that sounds like a Baltimore problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank God it's not ours to deal with. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the AL East is like in a soccer group, a group of death. Yeah. It's it's always. Just, it's just always that good. Like I, I did not expect Tampa. Like shame on me. I did not expect Tampa with all the trades they made. Like, like they basically gave away their World Series team, and they're still winning. 
Like yeah. kudos to that organization. You know, I mean, the Yankees are always the Yankees. I thought the Red Sox would take a step back. Their pitching, their starting pitching, is actually sh- slowing them down because if they had some starting pitching, they'd probably be up there too. But you can see that that's killing them right now. And then the Jays. I mean, the, everybody thought that you know with the Springer move and some of the other veteran moves, Simeon, that it was maybe they couldn't make a run at the wild card. But we're starting to see maybe this team isn't quite there yet. So we'll see. And then Baltimore's always Baltimore. They're just absolute trash. I definitely see this team as a wild card team this year. Like my expectations didn't go beyond that, but I definitely thought with the pieces they brought in and the timetable they had, like definitely. And with how the Red Sox are right, they're playing right now. Just brutal. This last, like, man, I uh, cheer up, Bob, because my notes were so much chipper last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your your notes last week were incredible. Like, took three or four from Boston. Like, boys looking good. Uh, oh, everybody okay. was batting amazing. It was all fucking just stroking off one after another. Okay, one last thing about the AL East. I I really feel like it, this has been the most inconsistent it's been in a long time. I'm happy to see that everybody who said Boston was going to fall apart is finally falling apart. But what I really hope happens to them is they fall into fourth place. And whatever those top three, I mean, Tampa's probably going to be first. But maybe New York and Toronto can actually move up ahead of Boston. That'd be a great scenario for the, for our team, but also for like our morale. Because fuck you, Boston, mostly. Um, <laughs> and then also, think I, I don't understand how Baltimore is this bad for this long. I mean, in the 2015 run, they were they were on the heels of the Blue Jays. Uh, the Blue Jays, I mean, mind you, they might have had more in the in the pipeline, but the Blue Jays were able to turn it around much quicker than the Baltimore Orioles. So, anyways, I, I'm just saying the AL East kind of a shit show this year. We're in the middle of the storm, and we can't seem to get off the toilet. This makes me crazy. It's so brutal with this too, because these years where you have kind of an opportunity and it's shit, if you do not capitalize as one of the three other teams, like it's only a matter of time before the Yankees Red Sox are back, like fighting for that top spot. And it's just always a clusterfuck in this division. Every time the Yankees are a year away this off season, they're going to sound like three great starting pitchers. Pitchers, Yeah. And then we'll be be back at, they're going to spend $200 million in the off season and they're going to be back at it. New York, you know, New York did something crazy at the, the, the deadline where they brought in veteran bats. It seemed to help them out quite a bit. The thing is, their closers, including Zach fucking Britton and um, who's other fireball? Their closer? So, um, are you talking the Yankees? Yeah, Yankees. Um, oh, my Sorry. God. No, closer. The big guy. His name's on the tip of my tongue. Well, Remember Kevin Pillar stole home on him? No, dude, I'm blanking. Oh, my God. Anyways, both of their closers can't close the game, and they're losing games in the eighth and ninth inning. Very similar to what the Jays are doing. Um, it's uh, it's blowing my mind how New York is still winning games just with their bats, which is exactly what the Blue Jays should be doing. Yeah, well, just our, our bats, as well as they have been batting, and we were getting some incredible performances from a couple of players. It's just not enough to make up for our bullpen. So are you yeah. thinking Chapman? Chapman, thank you. Yeah. Nice, Mel. The, the okay. <laughs> nice. nice. All right. Before we get to some nice and high notes on the Blue Jays, yeah. um, are the, I'm going to ask you guys a series of questions here. We're going to start with you, Melky. Are the Blue Jays who you thought the Blue Jays were? At this point, yes. I thought they, would, they could mash because they 
have one of the best lineups uh, in, in baseball. I did think the pitching was going to be suspect. Uh, it's coming along the starting pitching, but it's the the cold question mark is the bullpen. And once they lost lost Yates in the off season, I'm like, wow, who's going to close out games? I, I wasn't a big fan of the the bullpen, so I think they're like Bob was saying, they're right on schedule where they're at, like over 500. I think they're they're like the team that's could, probably going to be like 10 games over 500 when it's all said and done. So yeah. I think at the beginning of the season, whatever we were talking, a high 80-ish win team, El Jefe. So, I mean, with 40-something games left in the season, it's kind of right 44. on track. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. You know what? I think it's a bit of typical Toronto overhype, and I'm subject to that too. I'm jumping always on my team's bandwagons when they're on heaters. But, I mean, if we're looking at the wins. We've got 63 or whatever right now. Uh, yeah, I think they are exactly where they are. So... Yeah, right on pace. I, 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 wish, I wish they were in third where we are right now. I ha- I would love them in third place too. Uh, I think the Jays are a little bit better than I expect them to be, to be honest. I thought they I thought they could mash. I thought they'd be part of like a big hit parade, uh, but they're probably a little bit ahead of that. And then Springer, when he is playing, is much better than I thought he was going to be, which has been fantastic. Semyon is much better than I expected him to be. And this guy's going to get like $25, $27 million in the offseason. And good for him. He rightfully should because he's been playing fantastic. Um, so the Blue Jays, for me, are a little bit better, but obviously not where I want them to be. All right, moving on. At the trade line, did the bullpen actually get any better? Are we counting, are we counting the moves before the deadline? Like with, uh, I, I, I'm talking about any trade that happened within the, the trade deadline timeline. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. no, yes. I think the play. I, I think okay. Well, let, let me let me defend why. Blood yes, in theory, can. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, in theory. But listen to this. Uh oh. Oh no. One once those higher end pitchers came in, they you know they had their intro, their little honeymoon into Toronto. Everything was kind of good for that ten game stretch. Yeah. And then it's almost like the bats said, "Okay, we got this bullpen that's better now." They let up on the gas a little bit. And so now, like, the hitting seems to be a little bit off, or at least just run scoring seems to be off a little bit. So I'm curious, is the team that used to think that they needed bats to win the game now realize that their arms are a little bit better, so maybe they're killing off on the bats a little bit? Oh. Well, that, that has a lot to do with Vladdy. If you Vladdy is not playing an MVP caliber game on that um, road trip, he just looks like something's bothering him. And my... I have a theory that when Montoya shuffled the lineup and put him second, it threw him off a bit because you guys have played ball in your lives and there's nothing more unsettling when you're not comfortable at the plate. And he's a number three hitter. Let's let's face it. Or a number four. He could be a cleanup hitter too, but he's not a number two hitter. He's not a Josh Donaldson. I think he looked uncomfortable when he got moved and I think it's thrown him off ever since. See, I would disagree with that. Vladdy over everything is a contact hitter. You know, he can mash, but he's a big contact hitter. So having him second is no, is no, uh, I mean, I think it's a good option to have him at second. And I also want him to get as many at bats as possible. So he, for me, he has to be in the top three in that, in that, to get those bats in. Yeah. Yeah. But you get pitched differently 
everywhere you are in the lineup, you get pitched differently when you're leadoff, when you're second, when you're third, when you're fourth. When yeah, you're those pitch. pitches still have to come over the plate, though. So, like, at the end of the day, I get it. Yeah, you pitch different. You get more pitch seen. But by the third or fourth inning, I mean, how much is that really into effect? I think you got you need that guy to get those at-bats so he can get those swings in. You know, if you have him fourth, you might be shaving off one at-bat a game. No, so, I think he was fine at the third spot. I just think yeah. moving him, I don't think Bo and Bo is not a cleanup hitter. I don't care what you say. That that was not a smart move on his part. He could be five or two, and I think Simeon is a great like five or number two as well. So I just think he should have left. Hey, Latin. forget that. For, if so the way that Simeon's playing right now, he should be batting cleanup. Oh, hands down. I'd, yeah. I'd put wall him or Teo. Teo is on a on a roll too. So he's on a good. You know, it's it's going to be kind of cool for this. Might be the first season. Sorry, but I know you want to jump in. No, uh, no, no. This, this might be the, one of the first seasons in a while that you have a, two full time players in Vladdy and Teo finishing the season over three hundred, which is a very big feat. So I think that, I mean the Jays are so wacky because they're almost in first in every single offensive category, and they're middle of the pack when it comes to pitching. It, it's so wacky. All right, yeah. next question. It kind of kind of bleeds into what we were just talking about, but the Bo and Vladdy slump? Question mark. <laughs> Go for a buck. Um, not so much. I, I'm I'm confident with Vladdy. Like this is just a little bit of a downswing. This this whole season is just coming out. Bo, um, Bo. I don't know. I don't know. Hold on, because I lost all my. Fucking notes. That's why I've been. Like, <laughs> you know. Go, Melky. No. Go. I'm trying yeah, to. Yeah, Why don't you jump in? Bo, Bo knows. No, I, I think Bo is a little eager at the plate too, but he's a streaky hitter. That's the problem. Like Vladdy's got more patience. Vladdy waits. You know, Vladdy knows what he's looking for. Bo is so aggressive at the plate. Sometimes it's just frustrating. But like, why are you swinging for that? He just wants his stats, or he just wants to make a difference. So I'm more I have more confidence in Vladdy breaking out. Uh, I think also Bo is hurt, and that might be hindering him as well. Do you so, think is a shin is a shin injury? I think that has something to do with it because, like you guys know, when you're you need your whole body when you're up up to bat. So yeah, his I, his whole swing is off. Yeah, he, he like looks he's not like making, he's fishing. Yeah, like he's a, not making contact more than two times a game in the last like ten games. He's either going like zero for four, zero for four, two for five whatever it is, like, it just seems off. Like, and Melky, I mean, you kind of hit it to the point of confidence up there. Now. I think that's affecting Bo clearly. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree with that. I, I think that the shit injury might have something to do with it, but I also think that there's a lot of pressure on Bo right now because, you know, he gets these big mashes. I don't know. Let's say once every four or five games. And I mean, I think he, I think he's one of those guys that, really gets up for those things. He really gets into the, um, I'm not going to say just personal achievements, but you know, the roar of the crowd, he really gets into that. This is like a second generation player. So he knows what's up. Um, but I think he just, I think he's just one of those guys like a Marcus Stroman who just gets into games. He gets locked in and his highs are really high and his lows are really low. And I think it was just in Seattle where he struck out five times for the first time in his career. I mean, that is a horrible stat, and I don't wish that on any baseball player, except for, I don't know, any player that plays for Boston. But other than that, um, for sure, you know, Derek Jeter had like 10 five-strikeout games in his career. You know, Derek Jeter, we're, we'll consider him one of the all-time best shortstops. Um, so, I mean, I, I worry about Bo in that sense for confidence, 
But I also think you're right, Melky, when you say he's a streaky hitter. He's probably the streakiest of all hitters on the Jays, so I'll take it. He he's definitely a big moment guy. Like he's these massive moments because, like you said, the crowd roaring and it's highlight real stuff, and that overshadows a lot of the weakness and deficit in his game and a lot of the small stuff mistakes that he makes uh, continuously in this last little poor run. So I think he just needs to play Boston more because he eats up Boston pitching like no yeah. other. Do you keep him on the team just for that then? Always. I would. <laughs> you know, and that flow. Am I right, boys? Come on. Yeah. All right. The last one I'm going to ask in this series of questions is, why isn't anyone giving Teo respect? And we, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but the truth is this is the defending silver slugger. Um, he, yeah, he had a, a quiet season, but I don't think it was quiet on his behalf. I think he was still doing good things. I think it's just because Vladdy lit it up. Exactly. And now all of a sudden everyone's on the Vlad train. Bo played really well. Plus Semyon's been on fire. Um, and then of course Springer off and on in the lineup. Teoscar hasn't had to be an all-star. He just happens to be an all-star. Yeah, if this was a complete shit team and he was one of the only uh, kind of good players we had, he would be the MVP for this team going into the all-star game. Like, Vladdy is young. He's the highlight reel. He's going to be on the cover of the show in the future. Like, he's that guy. So Teo's not really getting the respect, but he's averaging 317. I mean, he's got 22 home runs. Like, he's doing Vladdy numbers. And with the career he's had and the work ethic that that fucking guy has, I am so pumped for him. If he, not only, no, sorry, why, buddy? I'm just saying it's it's the luxury of this team when you have all these all stars and mashers on the team. You're going to be overshadowed. Somebody's going to be left out in the cold, and unfortunately, it's Tao. But Tao's quietly putting up a great season, like Jesse alluded to with his uh, 317 average, better than Vladdy's now. His 22 home runs, 84 RBIs, and his slugging percentage is 544. This guy can hit the ball he just looks confident he's got a four game home run streak going as of right now so you know what i'd rather someone do it quietly than not do it at all and the boys love him too you can tell oh yeah he got a million dollar smile he just he you know he's just happy to be there yeah on top of it i think he understands what the blue jays are right now blue jays are on the upcoming they're the one team that was able to give him a chance when he couldn't get a chance to play in houston because of how packed that outfield was and, you know, who, you know, who saw this coming? George Springer signs with the Jays, kind of reunited with, like, a mentor and, and young apprentice. But um, that aside, how good does it feel to have five different Blue Jays on the team with 20 or more home runs? Beauty stat kind of goes in that Jays are number one in most offensive uh, categories. Um, but this is, like, great news for Blue Jay fans because that's Mashville, baby. Yeah, I mean, we're highlight real stuff now. Like, people are tuning in. They, they're checking us out at the All-Star game. Like, there's more viewers tuning in. You can kind of feel that buzz generating in the city now. Like, more and more people are talking. And when the girlfriends of my buddies come up and they're telling me about Jay stuff, then you know that the team is on the up and up if everybody's interested. So, Yeah, like, three-fourths of the league would kill to have our lineup. Yeah. Without a doubt. Like. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine the force that a team like Tampa would be if they actually had hitting? Like, they got contact guys. They got no mashers, you know? So, all right. Um, moving on. When we look at the remainder of games in August for the Blue Jays, we're recording this on the 19th. The Jays are not playing tonight, but they go on a pretty long stretch here. You've got Detroit for three games. 
You got the White Sox for four games. White Sox are the threat. They're the first in the Central. 71 wins on the season. They're a good team. They've been looking good. Uh, They got Detroit. Yeah, they've been. Yeah. You got Detroit for three games, three more games after that. Then you have Baltimore for three games. I mean, when I look at this schedule, we have uh, one, three, seven, 10, 13 games. 13, yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah, 13 including, like, I mean, they placed the term first against Baltimore, but to finish that series. But I think this, I think realistically, they could split that series with the White Sox and they should win every other game. No ifs, and or buts. They yeah. Split, they split. Go ahead, I'm Bob. Saying, I'm just saying, sorry, I'm saying 10 and three. Like, I was going to come in and say that anyways. I didn't care if that was a hot thing. That is just necessary if we want these wild card hopes alive. And, like time is running out guys and you're not going to be able to play Detroit and Baltimore constantly. So yeah, I agree. I want that Chicago series split and I'm willing to give them another loss in typical Jays fashion, maybe to Detroit because we play them over two stands, but yeah, we definitely need to go 10 and three. 10 and three. Right, you're saying 10 and three, that? 10 or 10 and three or nine and four. You need, you have, uh, to- you pick one. We, you pick one because I need to write this down to document it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would say nine and four. They need to go nine and four to actually make up ground because losing to the Nationals, uh, splitting with Anaheim or LA did not help their cause. So you you really need to – you have Ray, Ryu, and Matt's pitching this weekend. You need to get it done. You need yeah. to sweep Detroit. There's no right. things, but Here's my big, bold prediction on the last 13 games. Oh, boy. Now, you guys might not have looked at the schedule, but I certainly have. Those 13 games, all but three, are played at home at the Dome. Here's my hot take. I'm going 11-2. and two. <laughs> I'm going 11-2. and two. Bob, you said the home cooking. We got the Dome. We got 15,000 screaming Blue Jay fans. There will be no other team fans in the stands. I think the Jays are just going to do basically what they did the first time when they got to Toronto, and that's win. And this is the time. Like This is a moment because following that, season, following that series, September is a big kick in the big old dick because you got, after the Baltimore series, Oakland for three, New York for four, Baltimore again for three, Tampa for three, Minnesota for three, and then Tampa for another three, Minnesota again for another three, and then the Yankees end the season or end the uh, the month of September. Um, You got two teams that you are chasing in New York and Tampa. Those are going to be motherfuckers. You got Minnesota, which is kind of giving up on the season, but they always seem to play really well against the Jays. Uh, And then you got Baltimore for three games in here, six games. I think it's six games. No, sorry, it's three games. Um, And you may get those three wins, and hopefully you do, but. I think the Jays need to move now, this moment, because all the the, the whole month of September is going to be a dick bender. Yeah. I, got a, I got a question for you, Anthony. Sorry, Bob. No, Are you no. betting your olive size nut on that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is uh, for another podcast. And uh, hashtag avocado nut. Um, you wait for it. You wait for it. What the yeah, you, no, you wait for it, Bob. You wait for it. <laughs> Hashtag avocado nut. You heard it here first. Okay, avocado nut. Perfect. Okay. But yeah, right. um, they definitely need to go 10 and 3 because September, 
I mean, if you're a playoff team, that's where you're going into playoff mode. I mean, injuries, we're going to hopefully have a bunch of the guys coming back. I think Stripling is what? He's not pitching for 10 to 14 days. Right, Canis. Yeah, so, I mean, September is just kind of where the wheel's already set in motion and you're gearing up and you've got to already start kind of playing that playoff ball. So 10-3 and is massive. I did not think you were going to do 11-2. and I swear you were doing 9-4 and at best. So Mama Walks loves you more than the other two. Yeah, that's right, Mama Walks. I got your back, baby. (laughs) At the end of the day, I think it comes down to this. The Jays, the wacky season, the nomad season – you know, a handful of homestands and other uh, ballparks. I think they're going to make it count. And I'm planning on going to a couple of those games. I already went to one game this season. Yeah. And I'll tell you this. I, like, it does uh, not make – yeah. It was uh, – most of the guys from the podcast, we had Dave, um, Kyle, uh, Aaron Chalupa, and uh, myself. Yeah, so that's four. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. But uh, here's the downfall. Uh, in – most stadiums in the States, when they opened up for the first time for COVID, they did like bubbles of seats where you buy your tickets. You bought four tickets. Those four go together. You bought six tickets. Those six tickets go together. And there's seats in between. What do the Blue Jays do? Hey, guys, Ontario's super wacky with these COVID restrictions. We're going to put everybody side by side. This is going to be great, guys. And the, the dickhead next to me did, wore his mask like an earring and then turned to me. He had this big ear-to-ear fucking smile. I thought he was going to take a bite out of my shoulder or something like that. He goes, he goes to me, hey, man, uh, sorry I'm really smiley. I took shrooms before I got here. Ah, yeah. Listen, dude, you spit all over my face when you talk to me. Please, can you, go sit in the, can, can you please sit farther away from me? My brother was sitting next to me laughing the whole time. He's like, you're like your guy you're sitting next to? Like, Fuck you, Dave. Switch seats with me. Anyways, uh, go Jays, go. I, I, I don't know what else to say, boys. I got a question for you both. Does Springer take part in this uh, in this ride? And how how fast? If yes, because I think he's he might be done for the year. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, I wasn't thinking that. But I wasn't thinking that either. I was thinking he's possibly done. He might get five games in at the very end at best, or he was going to just be gearing up for playoff ball. So if we make playoffs, but I don't know, it seems like pretty good news. It was grade one, right? It was grade one, but they said there's no timetable, even though it's uh, what the 15 day DL or the 10 day, whatever the lowest grade uh, DL is. So what that means is how's the team going to be in 15 fucking games. And are we going to let him play after that? Is there a point to letting him play? That's or exactly shut, what it shut is. him down. That's all it is. Because keep in mind, at the deadline, you picked up Corey Dickerson, who I didn't know could do anything other than hit into a ground ball to second play in second <laughs> base. Because it seems like every time I watch this guy bat, it's here's a bouncer to second base. I get it. They needed a left-handed bat. I get it. And yeah. Corey Dickerson is a very capable outfielder and a very decent hitter. Uh, I just, I just, I, I don't understand. Like, I, I don't know if he just hasn't been comfortable or what, or maybe the he, this is just the decline in his career. But I'm pretty disappointed with the Corey Dickerson so far. Uh, I think he's been okay. I think he. Yeah, I was going to say he's, okay. he's done better than what Rowdy Telez was supposed to do. It's supposed to be somewhat of a power lefty bat, and he hit that awesome home run yesterday, and he hit a home run in um, Seattle as well. I think he's been good. Like he, you're not expecting a world changer. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I, I, yeah, I'm not expecting like another George Springer. Although it would be nice. 
Well, well let me ask you this. Who are you going to put in the outfield? Let, let's say we're, let's do a little fantasy ball. Let's say the Jays squeak in. They're the second wild card. Who's your outfield? Let's say, and let's say Springer's healthy. So I'll give you that. Go ahead, go, No, go, Mel. Go. Oh, oh, oh. oh nobody oh. wants to jump into the pool. All right, let's if, go, boys. If, Spring, yeah. if Springer's healthy, obviously Springer, but you know what? I'd be weary of him playing because of the, the injury. So he'd be my DH. I'd have Randall in center, even though I Randall has irritated the hell out of me this season because he's started off hot and now he sucks. He can't hit anything. He just seems to, well, if I walk, it can, I contribute to the team. So Randall, unfortunately, just for defensive purposes, I would have Teo, obviously. You can't leave Teo off. And, man, it would be... I like I like Guriel Jr., but again, another inconsistent player. It would be it would have to go with matchup. Like uh, if it's a righty pitcher, I might have Dickerson uh, in there. If it's a lefty, I might have uh, Guriel. It's hard to argue with that. Besides Randall's batting, which I have absolutely no faith in, but uh... no, he's, <laughs> he's, he's he's a pile of hot garbage right now at the plate. Yeah, he, he's also really streaky. He's really like he actually might be more streaky than Bo when I think about it. Um, you know, Grinchik is he's kind of this. You don't want him off the bench because when he's ice cold, he's really bad. At least when you had a guy like Justin Smoke who you took off the bench. At least you know you you got a you got a switch hitter, but he, I felt off the bench should be better. Um, my outfield choice would be Springer, one hundred percent center field. When yeah. this guy plays in the field, he sorry, but I did. I'm sorry, I jumped ahead of you. Go ahead, brother. Sorry. No, 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 go, go. Okay, go. all right. So I got Springer center field because when he's in the game, like playing, he's more. He like amps up the boys more. I no joke, and I would I would put money down on this. Goriel in right for sure, and I would put um, Teo in left. Sorry, Teo right. in left and Teo in right. Hands down, that's my that's my lineup, regardless of the pitcher. Uh, because those guys, I feel, put up really quality at-bats. And defensively, yeah, it's not super sound, but I'll take George Springer in center field and those two goofs on the side, no problem. Well, Teo, for sure, is your right side. Yeah. Like, that's locked up. Yeah, I feel like center and right field is more or less locked up. It's more the rotating wheel on on left. If Springer can handle, like, if we know he's not going to get hurt again because he just seems to have bad luck when it comes to injuries... That's that's the only reason why I had him at DH is because I don't want him getting hurt again. Because one more injury, he's probably done. Uh, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say done, but you got a one game playoff. You're the second wild card. Yeah, know, it's one game. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You you throw all your chips in. If it's a yeah, one, yeah, I would have in that case. Then I would probably sit uh, Grichik, and I'd have Dickerson as my DH. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's probably a good call. I probably. Yeah, I feel like that's a good call. That's so uh, funny you said that. I wanted to ask Anthony, would he choose Dickerson over Grichik? <laughs> if, yeah, at I would. Spot, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, who oh, else are you going to put in DH? Like, who else would you put DH? Yeah. Who, who do you have playing third? Oh, see, yeah, this is, this is you know, here's a hot take that I, I didn't think I'd have, but all the last season, Ba and I would be like, for sure, Guerrero is going to be playing first. Like he's not playing third. So and you had Brendan Drury, you had Joe Panic, you had these guys who could play third. Then no, you got Espinal. rid of all those guys. Yeah. Well, that's it all now. Right. 
But here's and Espinal's bat's okay. It's not great, yeah. but it's okay. Here's the thing: why move Vladdy in the first place? If you wanted a shitty third baseman, you guys already had one. <laughs> and you could have put Bijou at first, right? Like it didn't matter. Like you could put him there. But instead you moved Vladdy over for no reason. You made him play a position he doesn't play. Yeah. So, you know, he had that uncomfortable adjustment. Although it seems like right now he's he's a great first baseman. And now third base is like another hole. So now you still have a hole and you're hoping that Bijou can plug that. And if not, you're throwing um Espinal in there. And then who's that other dude that they got? Uh, with the wacky name. Yeah, the guy who can't bunt properly. Yeah. Who, like, I don't even know where this guy showed up from. Is it Valera? I didn't even know. Oh, Valera. Was. Yeah, yeah, Valera. Bravik, right? Know. Yeah, I didn't even know he was on the team. He's a switch hitter, but I didn't even know he was on the team until I saw him one day. I'm like, who? Yeah. Who's this guy? Yeah. It's pretty he obvious. He kind of showed up base is our weakest infield position. Like, do you guys think it, – if everything goes south the way it is, that they're going to bring someone in next year for third base. You would have to. You you would have to. There were remember in the off season there were rumors of Bryant uh, coming over from Chicago. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and you know, looking back at it, maybe we should have uh, entertained that because Biggio can't get it done. Uh, Simeon, there was talk he was going to play third initially. But yeah. no, he he's a great middle of the infielder. You got to keep him either second or short. And like Biggio has not been the player they thought he would be. Biggio has been terrible. He, he's had a rough season. I feel for the guy because I, I, I like him in the lineup, but I think, I think also, I think all those young guys, they play better when they're all in the lineup together. Um, but I just, I don't know where this guy would go. They tried him at second base. He couldn't get it cut. He couldn't get it done in the minors at second base. So there's no way he's going to get it done in the big leagues at second base. Um, next year is going to be a big call for them, right? Because you're probably not getting Semyon back. Um, you're no. you're then deal, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, even if they gave him the money, which is fine, but then you got to like make him play third base. And I don't know, I don't know what the answer is there because that, that's just like too much for me. Yeah, it's tough. It's it's a big hole. It's a it's a big hole on this team. They're they're going to have to obviously look in the off season if Simeon's not coming back. You know, then you're going to have two holes at second and at third. But, I mean, that's for them to figure that out next is there, year. Is there a limit you'd be willing to spend on Simeon this year to keep him? He's at 18 now. I, I would talk my 21 at the max. 21, and 21, and that's a two-year deal. And uh, and you play wherever we want you to play. None of this bullshit. Like, I, so I 25 is a bit rich for your blood. Yeah, I was I, 25. I was actually going to say 25 million I'd give him. For the numbers he's put up, he's only thirty years old, so yeah. you still got some. You still got some baseball. Okay, hold, let, okay, let me put this out there then, though, yeah, because go, go. he got eighteen, and that everyone was like, okay, you know, that's probably a little bit more than we'd give him. But he's playing in Canada, whatever the the Canadian tax or whatever. Yep. So you're going to give him seven more, seven million more over a season that yeah he plays well, but he's been playing well for a couple of seasons. This isn't like a breakthrough season for him. He's had good seasons before. Don't forget, two seasons ago, he was third in voting for MVP. So, That's right. And you he had you're the, in, the, in the lockout. Or not the lockout, the, the shortened the season. Sh- shortened season, yeah. He's proved that he can play, he can ad- adapt. He's a great leader in the clubhouse. Uh, we traded away a, a, a big prospect for, um, for a starting pitcher who was probably going to play either second or third uh, in the future. So 
yeah, if Simeon can, if we can have a gap, a stop gap for a couple of years, why not? Yeah. And I also think the development of, of uh, now only Josh Grosshan is like the, the make or break for the infield for the Jays because they did trade away, uh, you know, who I, I was going for. I was really rooting for Austin Martin. I was really hoping that he would be a, um, a masher, like predicted that he would be. And I was really, and I mean, he just didn't have a great season. I mean, that doesn't mean anything really because he's still so young, but as a fifth overall pick, you ju- you hope for more than what what he was perfor- uh, providing in the minors for the Jays. Oh, we were hyped when we got him. Remember? <laughs> oh, I was so hyped, <laughs> dude. I was dancing. I was doing a little shimmy shimmy when uh, yeah. they landed him. That was a good day. Yeah, a year later that he'd be traded. I did not think that. No, same. And I mean that, that's why you stock up the farm, right? So you can do that kind of stuff. But yeah. in a year where you're not re- like you're not super contending, I don't know if it's like the best idea. Like I don't know if. If I mean Barrios with one year control is fantastic. I mean, I know he's going through a little patch right now, but it is fantastic to have that guy with one more year control. But was he worth Austin Martin plus what else did they give? What else did they give? They gave another prospect away? Yeah, they have a pitcher. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I I'm not on I'm not on board for giving that much away. That, that seems like a lot. You guys have my, Shatkins? Yeah, hundred percent I do. What's because you have faith in Shackens? Yeah, I still hate his face, but yeah, a little bit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I All not, right. I never have. But do we have any hot takes from Mama Walk? Uh, yeah, just the fact that we're going to be going 13-0 and 0 Ooh, on this Because the Jays are going to be so in love with the love they're receiving from the fans that it's going to be an unreal run all the way up to a wild card position for the blue Jays. And it's going to be a crazy run for September. So completely rational, like always, and totally not biased. Mama walks. I love it. Thank you. Mama walks for that. Boys. Is there anything we want to touch on before we say goodbye to the good people of the Nana nation? Melky. You know what? This was fun. Thanks guys for having me. Uh, I I hope the Jays continue the the hot homestand. We need it, boys. Let's get in the playoffs. Let's have something to cheer about. Raptors didn't get it done. Leafs choked harder than a Vietnamese prostitute. So We're let's about go, it. boys. <laughs> let's get it done. Come on. Yeah, let's go. This is a, a massive. Like they need to go ten and three, like we were saying, or eleven and two. Like this is gonna. If our next podcast is even close to 500 if it's under 10 for that thing i am not going to be a happy fucking camper so here's hoping for the otherwise and the boys fire it up and actually how we were playing in the homestand is actually what this team is and this downward swing is just nothing this is just a little bit of momentum but we're going right back up attaboy boy that's right i gotta say the same thing like it is shit or get off let's go we need this right now and listen Boys, I know you guys are listening to this in the clubhouse. We appreciate the love and the affection, but you need to fucking go, boys. Let's go. We need the wins. Get the W's. Hand out the L's. We need some wins. Let's go, baby. Okay, they, they're fired up now. They just heard that from Al Hess. It's it. o, it's I o. can see Bo right now. Bo's flipping his hair back, 
and and Teo's gripping his bat like extra hard, and Vladdy's eating like a cheeseburger or something. Like, yeah, Why'd for I sure. Like an eighties montage. Yeah, yeah sweat, <laughs> eight pack. Yeah, Semyon's in the background doing bicep curls. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah I'm I'm on board. <laughs> like, we need these boys to get going. We need a strong run because that month of September, when we touch back at the end of August. And that month of September, we're either looking up a huge hill or we're already looking the next season. End of story. Yeah, we're going to be putting either a bow tie on this or we're going to have a little bit of playoff excitement here, folks. And I yes, really sir. fucking hope after those other asshole teams. Make or break. Yeah. It's a make or break time. Yeah. That's right. All right, boys. Touch base. Where can the where can everybody see you? Amelki, you're all over the over the network right now. Just splooging everywhere. Some yeah. here, some there. <laughs> Melky everywhere. Hot commodity a, right now. I drop loads everywhere. No, oh, nice. <laughs> I get around. Uh, you can find me on Wow I Had Mustard with uh, this lovely gentleman over here and Bob Walker. You can find us. Uh, find me on Nothing But Miss with again lovely gentleman over here, Bob Walker. Malkin Cookies with the other lovely gentleman over here and El Jefe. And sometimes nobody gives a fuck. Where it's just a sporadic uh, bunch of yeah. dog breakfast. <laughs> bullshit that gets thrown out there now we do some good things there you can just find us uh find me all over the place you know being milky and doing things the milky way mel wait what about nothing or show me your tds isn't that coming back this guy i mean what what the I'm fuck man up. like name off every other fucking podcast oh, and spoiler alert no yeah show us your tds is coming back with uh, your boy gooby we're uh, season two coming. We're going to be even wackier and insane and missing touchdowns and field goals like we always do. So stay tuned. Crazy hats. Oh, it's going to be <laughs> <laughs> rally caps, baby. Yeah. Ba, you got anything else you want to add? Uh, just what Melky touched on. Absolute blast doing Jays with you guys. We just did the season finale of first season of Nothing But Miss. It was a blast. We've got a bonus episode coming where we've got Raptor free agency draft looking ahead to the future. There was just too much content to do one episode. Not only that, we've got the mustard season finale, uh, the final movie reviews, final trivia of the season, taking a little break and then coming back hotter than ever next season. So, uh, all the duck, yeah, all the ducks are in a row. So get ready. Season two for all our shows for season. All two. right. Gentlemen, you can find me. I'm finally got together. I've almost done editing the big, big, big podcast from the NA30 a collective where we are celebrating something that has six numbers in it. I'm not saying anything. I'm letting the surprise happen. We see in the feed, you know, what's up? It's a um, circle jerk. <laughs> it's a big old fashioned circle jerk. Uh, lots of voices. Like seven or eight guys, one girl. It's going to be insane. Um, (laughs) We've seen videos uh, of that already. Yeah, exactly. Um, And with that being said, I think think actually Tim Carr is going to be stopping by at some point soon. And also there is is a collaboration currently with NA30 and the good guys from uh, Bearded and Bored. And uh, we've lent them a couple talents. They've uh, created something and we should be on the feed soon. You'll see it because you won't recognize it, and you'll be like, "What's this?" Click, listen. Okay, very interesting. Wow, what a teaser for something! It's like before Blair Witch Project. What the hell is this? Yeah, just a lot of shaky shit. Yeah, that's the biggest uh, tonight I've uh, fucking heard. <laughs> yeah, well, stay tuned, everybody. It's gonna be amazing. All right, gents, 
go Jays go. We did everything we can do. It's all up to fucking you guys. Let's go. Go Jays go. Fuck me, right? Make Mama Walker happy. <laughs> you got it. Tonk. <laughs>